Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Monday after a long weekend. So AKA the hardest day of the year. It was I haven't had like the Sunday scaries in a long ass time, mostly because I love my job and what's there to be scared of? A hundred percent. It's a vibe. And last time was like truly sad. It was such a Sunday. But we will persevere. We will get through this together as a unit because that's what we do here at the Morning Toast. Get through things. Because I'm wearing a beanie. And I think that always brings us together. Mrs. Hat is in in studio today. She's back in the building. This is actually uh, shopmorningtoast.com beanie that everyone has been loving especially me this is actually my first time one of our best sellers one of our best sellers and I just love a beanie like my hair was nothing nothing to write home about today and I and neither was my outfit and I was like beanie I think beanie (laughs) a beanie could solve all of this I hope everyone had an amazing weekend you know what I conclusion I came to over the weekend please tell me I think Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday wow Claudia that's beautiful what's not to love first of all I love first the only thing that's really like that it involves to be like an active Thanksgiving participant to, is to eat a lot and to be with your family. And like, to me, those are my two favorite things in the entire of world. Your core tenants. My core values. They yeah. are like my, my, one of my many pillars of society. Actually, I think that you have a limited number of pillars as one does. And I think that those are the two. Uh, maybe I, maybe I have like three or four and those are definitely two of them. Don't put me on the spot and ask what the others are. I'm not sure yet. I, those are, that need, I need more time to think. Okay. But all I'm saying, and I, love the Thanksgiving Day Parade. It is just such a joy. And I love the dog show afterwards. So it's really just like, I never, I had never thought about it too much, but I think it's my favorite holiday. That's so wonderful to hear considering on our last episode, we did a Patreon episode all about Thanksgiving and things you can talk about at the dinner table with your family. And you said like, you kind of fucking hate Thanksgiving. No, I said, I hate the Thanksgiving cuisine. I don't like turkey, even though Olivia did make a decent turkey. I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. It was a little dry, but it was good. Did you or did you not feel that tryptophan? Oh, definitely. I was fucking passed the fuck out by like seven, eight o'clock. I definitely believe in the myth of tryptophan. It's not a myth. It's literal science. The myth is real. And I have, I am a myth buster and I have busted the myth. It is true. And (laughs) Olivia was great because Olivia made me like the biggest bowl of Kraft mac and cheese. So like, that's what I ate while everyone ate like, you know, the cranberry sauce. I can't look at cranberry sauce without like literally dying. It's so disgusting. You know what? Like, fine. That's fair. Fine, fine. Nobody needs a sauce made of cranberries. Yeah. No, I mean, like, it's fine. If that's what you're... It's savagery. If... No, we won't make you eat it. No, definitely not. Like, I won't even touch it. It's so sick. And like, it's gelatinous... um, shape and Property. texture yeah it's so sick i can't believe people eat it and olivia and ben were like this is such good cranberry sauce i'm like you two are fucking sick and you need help 
Yeah. No, I, I'm glad that you've realized. I feel like this year has, like, we're really realizing things about ourselves. And it is you the realize, year of realizing things. You realize your likes and your dislikes. And, yeah. And you're realizing that Thanksgiving is just it. I know. I kind of wish that I had come to this realization, like, before, before. Thanksgiving. <laughs> because now it's over and I have to wait a whole other year. Like, maybe I'll forget. Maybe next year remind me that, like, I love Thanksgiving so much. But now it's, like, tis the season. And I think this whole month is really about those two things. Food and family. Yeah, joy and cheer. And I think that we can bring that to you. Yeah, well, it's really, like, officially the holiday season. Like, I walked out of my apartment this morning, and my door, my lobby... They were setting up the tree? It was already up. In my apartment, they were setting up the tree, and I was like, I've never been around to see the process. And speaking of trees and updates, have you seen what Rockefeller Center tree looks like? No. Stunning, like we said. So everyone got all verklempt for nothing. Would you say that it's beautiful? Stunning? Yes, yes. And smart? I haven't gotten to know it personally yet, so I'm not entirely <laughs> sure, but it might be. It might be. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. Um, we have an amazing show for you guys because there is a lot that we need to discuss so in the pop culture to, world. There's so much to talk about, you guys. We we talked about a lot, a lot of things last week, but we watched so many things. Obviously, the Undoing finale last night. I have some thoughts. As do I. I have some thoughts about the show in general. Me too. And Folklore. Oh, yes. I forgot about that. Did Definitely you, watched it. Did you catch a vibe? I did. You know, I was going to wait till like nightfall to like really catch vibe. And then by like three o'clock, I was so bored because we were on vacation. I'm like, I'm just watching it. And it was still so premium. Lovely. I watched it as well. It was literally exactly what you would expect it was. Like, it was song, really well explanation, done. Song explanation. A long pond in a studio. Repeat. <laughs> song explanation. Repeat. Yeah, exactly. Um, Real Housewives of Potomac, which we have to discuss the record level of disrespect towards Karen Huger. It was astronomical. That is so funny that you say that because I was like, I watched the last two episodes yesterday and I was like, the common theme here is that in every single scene, they are disrespecting Karen Huger. Making fun of her business, her marriage, something. Like they had that sex party where everyone was like sharing (laughs) titillating details about their sex lives and everyone, everything everyone else said, everyone's like, ooh, ah, really? No. Ashley, what else? Karen says something like, ew. Yeah, no, it's. (laughs) They're so mean to her. So So much disrespect. So on point. Like when she was like, honestly, I've retired my mouth. Like you're an old woman. I fully respect that. Fully respect it. When she said to she said a few things to Robin. Yeah, I know. Where she just like sat her down. Yeah, no, I have and and then the whole time people were like saying stuff to her and she was like, I received that message. And then she said something nasty to Robin. She was like, Did you receive that? (laughs) She was just being so on point. Literally so much disrespect thrown her way, and she fucking handled it like a queen. So much disrespect. It, I can't take one more level. And even the thing with the hats, like, it hurt. When oh. it was coming in, it hurt my heart. It hurt my heart. And I just have to say, Robin going to anyone's event about their business and having the absolute gall to <laughs> literally, like, mock their the business. Scruples. When you literally run a hat shop out of your house and you did a photo, photo shoot with your friends for free in like a junkyard alley, you, are, those in glass houses should not throw stones, Robin Dixon. You literally making fun of anyone's business is colossal hypocrisy. And I, that's where I stand. I completely agree. We'll give you the full recap after the fast five. But actually, it's like, nice to know where you stand. A hundred percent. Like, I'm so fucking done with Robin Dixon. Like, I've, I've always been good to her. Always. Like, I've always never let her go to that place of, like, people I can't stand, even though she's so deserving of it. <laughs> because she is legitimately the worst housewife. Like, Girlfriend, why are you looking at $1.6 million houses? Why are you looking at what would be probably, besides Monique, the nicest house of all the women when you are on a payment plan to the government? Yeah. What are you doing? Like, who do you think you're fooling? Not me. Not me. Not me. And so it looks like next week, like, Juan isn't proposing. I don't care. I don't care. 
That would be like really a crazy turn, though. Yeah, I just I was really disappointing for uh, Ashley because she like was playing on the other side and she's really had her head on straight. And it's honestly, it's the the housewives of Potomac who I don't think are clowns. Like they're just fewer and fewer now. It's just Monique and Karen. No, I'm still here for Ashley. I think that Ashley. She's not playing both sides, but she's sharing it, the, all the information she has with both sides. She's just like an open book. I, I can't really blame her. I, I, and I, she wrote that statement, and she's defending the yes. when it counts and when it matters. And so um, I'm here for her. And actually, okay. I love her. So we will get into that. So we will. But before we get into that. We have sh- other things to get into, such as. And I think that we should. Such as. Get into them. Five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And that's true. Did you lie? No. Absolutely not. No. Would, would you ever? No. No, 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 no. But, you know, we have a best-selling sweatshirt. That says RDH. It does. People are dying. The registered dental hygienists are just felling over it, as are the toasters. And you know the feeling of RDH. I have it right now because it's that time of the month. You know, I've just got that pain. And I think I know just how to alleviate it. Please do. Alleviate yourself. <laughs> Relieve yourself. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Palmer's. The number one cocoa butter brand introduces the new hemp oil collection. Everyone knows Palmer's. I use their chapstick all the time. It's the best. Actually, I don't know if the cocoa butter is meant to be chapstick, but But it's so good on your lips. But it is. Palmer's new hemp oil calming relief body lotion and body oil calms, soothes, and soothes soothes calms <laughs> soothes and hydrates even your driest skin with a special blend of 100 percent natural hemp seed oil and skin nourishing cocoa butter for highly effective skin healing everyone knows palmers for their cocoa butter so now they have it on other products and it's just like a fabulous brand and it smells so good um it's perfect for people with sensitive skin or eczema prone skin because it provides dry skin relief with its powerful moisturizers their hemp Oil body oil soothes irritation, boosts hydration, and improves skin texture and radiance, while the hemp oil body lotion is clinically proven to help irritation, dryness, and itching. You can double up and layer the lotion on top of the oil for maximum hydration. Their oil uh, skincare collection is dermatologist-tested, hypoallergenic, and safe for sensitive skin. If you want to find any of these products, you can find them in-store and online at Walmart, Target, Walgreens, or Amazon. And the pricing is very affordable. The products are less than $10 each. Again, so if you ever want to shop at Palmer's Cocoa Butter or their new hemp oil collection, available at, available at Walmart, Target, Walgreens, or Amazon from Palmer's. Choose what's real. Love it. Okay, first story, big story last week. The Grammy nominations are here. We have some big winners and we have some big snubs. Respect was given and respect was taken. The Grammys giveth and the Grammys taketh away. They very much do. Beyonce led the list of nominees with a total of nine nominations. She's up to 79, like, lifetime nominations. That's crazy. Followed by Taylor Swift, Roddy Rich, and Dua Lipa with six nominations each. So as the, you know, the annoying um, resident Taylor Swift stan, I'm very excited about this. We've had two albums in a row where Taylor has just been like completely ignored by the Grammys. That was Snuff. Reputation and Lore. No, and it was Lover. like worse than being ignored because she did get nominated for pop, like for, pop performance Yeah, vocal. like such a, such a slap so in like, the face. No, no, we know about your album. But we just didn't but like it. this is where we place it. Yeah, exactly. That's so true. But Folklore now made it in, into all the major categories in one way or another. And it's exciting because it was... It really was given the year that it was the album of the year. Like I will be shocked if anything else wins. Really. I know. I feel like she's either gonna win every category that she's in, or or she's not. But I do feel like she will. And after watching the folklore movie documentary movie. Um, and seeing all the stories behind the songs, it makes you appreciate each song even more. And, of course. And if I were a Grammy member watching, I, it would definitely it would definitely influence, influence my vote because having that sort of insight into the music 
makes you respect it more. And it's so helpful yeah. to like enjoy. Yeah. I feel like every year um, there's always like snubs and like the people, you know, speak out. I do feel like this year there more artists, it's not a ton, but more artists are now speaking out against the Grammys. And I feel like we might one day, not anytime soon, like get to a place where a majority of artists like are like don't care about the Grammys anymore. Yeah. Because right now, like Drake spoke out about it. Um, the weekend spoke out about it. Halsey spoke out about it, and Halsey's been very vocal about it. She has been. Um, and those are three like major like Drake the weekend like those are not you know nobodies. Yeah, that's true. Well, so here are the nominations for the big categories. If this Amazon ad will get the fuck out of my face, <laughs> okay, there. Record of the year: Black Parade by Beyonce, Colors by Black Pumas, Rockstar da Baby featuring Roddy Rich. Say So, Doja Cat, Everything I Wanted, Billie Eilish, Don't Start Now, Dua Lipa, Circles, Post Malone, Savage by Megan Thee Stallion. That is a lot. That is a lot. You can see all of the categories. There are a lot of nominations. I don't know if it's always like that or we're just like, because we just watched the AMAs with three nominees per category. It does feel like a lot. Well, I really feel like this year was the year of Savage versus Say So. Like, they were were both so big on TikTok. Then they both had remixes, one with Nicki Minaj, one with Beyonce. The Beyonce one is so much better. nominated for record of the year oh that's so interesting yeah and i'm glad because i think it's so good me too um i do think that will win you do i do i think it's gonna be a mighty big sweep for megan the stallion in a lot of categories okay she's undeniably just everything of the sort i'm taking a different route i'm saying don't start now by dua lipa because i actually think it's one of the greatest songs of all time me too but i think of it as song of the year like what got the most play on so like in all facets i don't know if the grammys respects social media or respects the tiktok of it all but if you're in the music industry right now you cannot deny the power of tiktok no i i know and i'm keeping that into account yeah. i'm just saying like musically and also on the charts like don't start now is just an exceptional song I and, I, and I also think say so and savage are but I'm just that's where I'm gonna cast my vote I think that Dua Lipa has this like very rare disease where she's unable to put out a piece of music that is that's less bad. than less than stellar no it's it's incredible I would say maybe my least favorite song of hers is that new one levitating and it's oh, still pretty I good I still like it it's like yeah 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 I got you Yoda Bada Starlight I need you it's good yeah it is you know and i take it back it's slaps (laughs) okay album of the year we have a lot of nominees chilombo by janae aiko black pumas by black pumas everyday life by coldplay did jesse literally had no idea coldplay put out an album same volume three by jacob collier women in music part three by heim future nostalgia heim 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 Heim. Sorry. Heim ketchup. Like. Sorry, Heim fans. <laughs> Heim fans. Future- Sorry, Heim fan. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not being a G. Like, I just don't fuck with Heim, like, at all. They're, like, the opposite of... I don't think of anybody Heim. expects you to. I don't, really, I just don't... Like, they should be everything that I love. Like, Three Sisters, Jewish. I heard that, like, when they first um, started out, their band name was The Bagel Bitches. Like, I, like, I should love them. Everything they do bothers me so much. Like, they're just, like, aesthetic is the opposite of what I believe in. Do you know what I mean? Yes. No, I, I know. I, you don't need to explain it to oh, me. Oh, okay, okay. I don't think anybody's confused. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Future Nostalgia by Dua Lipa. Mm. Hollywood's Bleeding Post Malone. Folklore by Taylor Swift. One of the last three. I don't think Dua Lipa will get album of the year. Post Malone could, but I really think it'll be Folklore. Like, it was, I mean, I mean, I say this every year. Like, all of, every time Taylor releases an album, like, it is record-breaking. And the numbers are insane. And, like, usually she sells more albums in that category than all the others combined. And I'm sure that's the case here as well. Um, and I know that that's a big factor for Grammys. But 
it just it was like we were in a quarantine year and folklore was a quarantine album like even if you don't like taylor swift like you have to admit that yeah that's true and that would be her third album of the year because she won for 1989 and fearless i don't know if she won for any she didn't win for red she didn't win for reputation i i I really feel like she's either gonna win them all or just like win none i wonder if she's gonna go well, I mean, according to Halsey, that's how you that's how you get nominated and that's how you win. And um, now, like, we can speculate all we want, but we actually know from her documentary that, like, the Grammys like, are, are really important to her. Yes, like, and, like, she had a really good day last week when yeah, she got this. Because in that documentary, she got the phone call that for reputation, she did not get nominated in any of the four major categories. And she was bummed. And she was so bummed on, on the verge of tears and said, I'll just make a better album. And then she made Lover, and that one also didn't get any of the categories. So she maybe is over it now, but it's something that for a while, has been very important to her yes okay song of the year nominees the other one was record of the year i don't know don't the get difference. the difference black parade by beyonce the box by roddy rich i just want to leave with the, that's such a good song that so was like good. the first song that literally ever went viral on tiktok totally cardigan by taylor swift really not my favorite song by any means. Thank you. Thank you for your honesty. I'm honest. Yeah. Circles by Post Malone. Fabulous Winner. song. Don't Start Now, Dua Lipa. Everything I Wanted, Billie Eilish. Which, I, which one is that? I don't know. All I know is the new one. I think therefore I am. <laughs> Stop. What the hell are you talking about? I actually like, I really do Damn. like, get my pretty name out of your mouth. I actually like Billie Eilish, but I, I don't like when singers who aren't rappers like talk it's actually like when taylor talks in some of her music it's my least favorite thing so he calls me up and he's like i love you and i'm like please stop talking like i i hate when people talk in songs unless you are rapping that is the only exception i'm willing to accept so are you not a fan of sam hunt hate when he does that and she was calling me and i'm like (laughs) yeah yeah hate hate nothing makes me cringe more now we know also nominated for Song of the Year, I Can't Breathe by her, and If the World Was Ending by Julia Michaels and what? J.P. Sachs. If the world was ending. No, that's like a very right. decent like Z100 song, like when you're driving five blocks downtown. Like by no means is that worthy of any sort of accolade. And that's, you know what? Justice for fucking Halsey. Like that song got nominated. I know. That song is a piece of shit. Sorry. Halsey has a few songs this year that like are so fucking good. That song, the one that everyone's using on TikTok to like... um. It's like, a, it's like a trend on TikTok. Like, if you talk about your trauma, you use the song. And it's, I want to start the sound and say, Oh, my God, that I got to get it off my chest. Got, got no anger, got no malice, just a little bit of regret. So fucking good. It's so fucking good. And how dare they? Julia Michaels, real, like, I'm upset. Okay, I'm sorry. Not to pit woman against woman, but here we are. <laughs> we find ourselves here. <laughs> Yet again. <laughs> okay, now nominees for Best New Artist. Ingrid Andres. Oh, I know. I'm so happy she's getting the absolute respect she deserves. Mm-hmm. Phoebe Bridgers, Chica, Noah Cyrus, D Smoke, Doja I'm Cat. Sorry. What? Noah Cyrus? Is that it? That's even that's even worse than Julie Michaels. Like that's Yeah. But uh, yeah. That's bad. And she's not like new. And like what did she she released one she has like semi decent country hit, song? She no, she has a few hit songs like with um you know, the DJs out there sure and so like nothing about her is new to this year hmm it's just bizarre kate Trinata and megan the stallion so i megan think the stallion is it's so between clearly megan the, the stallion doja cat oh yeah and i'm throwing ingrid andres no literally this entire year is just like tiktok no 
Megan Thee Stallion versus Doja Cat because like their songs just were both so big. Yeah. I feel like that's how last year it was like Billie Eilish versus Lizzo. Lizzo. Yeah, that's a good call. And both are winning ladies. Yeah. So those are the big, the big nominees, the big categories. And so the big snubs come. The Weekend is most obvious. The Weekend and Luke Combs. Yeah. Is Luke Combs' album eligible? Yes. And he put out singles this year. Okay, because there's a bunch of rules. Like, actually, you know, you're right, because Luke Combs' album came out in November. Mm-hmm. And he was snubbed. That's disgusting. <laughs> Thank you. That there's, is so... There's the outrage. That's disgusting. Mm-hmm. And how are we supposed to take the Grammys seriously when they pull shit like this? That, I don't know. That's like, sick. I know. Um, and then The weekend is obviously the most... Um, obvious one he also like spoke on it posted a little something on his instagram and it was just bizarre because he says that he's been in talks with the grammys the recording academy in the last couple weeks to perform at the grammys and you don't perform at the grammys if you're nominated for nothing yeah he doesn't even have like a single nomination yeah i don't even think you get like an invite in the mail no definitely not that's crazy very bizarre and then justin bieber released a very bizarre statement about his being nominated he wanted to make it very clear that he wasn't coming off ungrateful he's just confused because changes his album is you know tried and true an r&b album from the melodies to the rhythm to the lyrics and he was treated as uh pop he was put in the pop categories yes this was his statement to the grammys i am flattered to be acknowledged and appreciated for my artistry. I am very meticulous and intentional about my music. With that being said, I set out to make an R&B album. Changes was and is an R&B album. It is not being acknowledged as an R&B album, which is very strange to me. I grew up admiring R&B music and wish to make a project that would embody that sound. For this not to be put in that category feels weird considering from the chords to the melodies to the vocal style all the way down to the hip-hop drums that were chosen, it is undeniably, unmistakably an R&B album. To be clear, I absolutely love pop music. It just wasn't when I set out to make this time around. My gratitude for feeling respected for my work remains, and I'm honored to be nominated either way. Ariana Grande wasn't nominated for anything, but she, she actually took the year off, right? Yeah, for okay. the most part. For the most part. She might have had, like, a best pop vocal performance right, in there right. somewhere. You know, she did Stuck With You. I don't know if that got oh, any that nominations. Oh, that song was not it. Um, but what is so interesting, I just scrolled down to the country section, and Best Country Album... Are you ready for mm-hmm. these nominees? I remember reading it and feeling underwhelmed. Underwhelmed, but it's all, aside from Little Big Town, it's all females. Oh, wow. L- Ladylike by Ingrid Andres. So good. Your Life is a Record by Brandy Clark. Wild Card by Miranda Lambert. Never Will by Ashley McBride. Oh, Ashley McBride. I, I don't know if I've mentioned this maybe two, three hundred times. I've recently joined the Ashley McBride team, and she is just so everything of the sort. Yeah, she really Let's is. Let's just stick to the one night standards. She's so good. So good. So, um, well, love seeing a w- women in country thrive. And I've always felt that the, the men that they build up in country are just like not it. Like, yeah, they're like, like tropes of country music, like Jason Aldean, Luke Bryan. They're so like cheesy. Yeah, they're like, they're, ch- they're just like people who seem to be so country, but their songs are corny and like, yeah, it, I, I hear you. And I do think they're talented people, but they just yeah. become like an industry within themselves. A hundred percent. And it's like, they release the same song. They lose like the, that heart of yeah. country. So I think the women in country music are constantly releasing better music and living for the Grammys for seeing that. Love it. Well, those are the Grammy nominees. It will be airing in January, hosted by Trevor Noah. So we'll see you then. Oh, hopefully he doesn't ruin it. I just have come to like really resent hosts. Do you know I what I mean? I know. I know. It's like, who's hosting? I'm scared. Like, you know, it, I'm never going to be happy with the host. Ever, because it should be me. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> okay. Next up, Selena Gomez's fans express outrage over Saved by the Bell reboot mocking her kidney transplant. This is so 
this is just not a story I saw coming, like, in any way. In any way. Mostly because I wasn't, like, from, like aware of Saved by the Bell reboot. Me neither. That it's it was airing. Peacock original. I feel like we always talk about these reboots that are coming, but, like, we never get to the part where they Follow air. Follow up, right. You know? But apparently it's on Peacock now, and it had several references to the Stinger's 2017 kidney transplant. Yeah. In one scene from the new series, two, se- two students at Bayside High are arguing about who Gomez's transplant donor was. Right. One of the girls like, it was Justin Bieber. Yeah. So one person said, I know for a fact that Selena Gomez's kidney donor was Justin Bieber's mom. God, I wish I had my phone so I could prove it. And the other student responds, prove what? You're an idiot. It was Demi Lovato's kidney. They're best friends like you and I were. By the way, it was her friend Francia Reza. Okay. First of all, literally everyone knows that. I feel like this is just bad writing. in another scene, the words behind the main character, the words, does Selena Gomez even have a kidney appear to be graffitied yeah on the walls in the school's hallway so this is just bizarre and I, I really want to chalk this up to bad writing because it feels like an old person wrote this being like what are the kids you know debating over these days and I feel like they were looking for like a cliche pop culture debate like I would consider like what happened in the elevator with Jay-Z and Beyonce to be like one of the great mysteries of our time and I think that they were trying to capture that essence like but nobody thinks anything like everyone knows that Francia Raisa was the woman who donated her kidney Kidney. to Selena Gomez and like we all moved on from it so this is like just this is so like this is obvious like of Peacock like hiring writers to write a show about kids who know nothing about kids very true well Peacock released a statement saying we apologize it was never our intention to make light of Selena's health we have been in touch with her team and we'll be making a donation to her charity the Selena Gomez fund for lupus research at USC so bizarre like in so many ways this is so weird and like it's just it's not funny like right I like you know I I hear if you want to make a a joke that maybe is not going to rub everyone the right way it really has to be funny like it has to be like just outstandingly hilarious and this was like not only not funny but like kind of cringy and super rude beyond it's not a good it's not a good way to start off it's not a good look for anyone involved here it's I'm embarrassed it's not a good look for the reboot like I think that this could like ruin yeah it's taking the reboot down I don't know how good of a chance it stood like to begin with I don't know if it's a good show but like this is bad for the whole reboot it's just awful like I'm embarrassed for absolutely everyone involved not to be dramatic but like it's just (laughs) it's really embarrassing like no I know literally you released a show nobody talks about it except now they're talking about like something really lame you did and you have to fucking release an apology and make a donation like how embarrassing for you yeah I'm embarrassed as you should I'm embarrassed you should be Maybe I should talk to someone how, about how embarrassed I am. You should. Is there something, today's episode, sorry, is brought to you by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? Well, BetterHelp is here and they will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. This is, you know, the perfect time to get into therapy. I think, I think a lot of people are going through stuff, being at home. This is just like not a normal time. We're all feeling our feelings and we can't leave our house. So BetterHelp is, it's never been a better time to get on BetterHelp where you can start communicating with a professional therapist in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available to you in many areas. The service is available worldwide for clients. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor where you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. Also given what's going on in the pandemic, the more you can stay home, the better. And now you don't have to leave your house to get professional help. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change, counselor, change counselors 
if you need it. Everyone says, like, when you start therapy, like, it's okay to, like, shop around a bit. So I love that they make that easy because sometimes in real life, like, that can be a little uncomfortable. Um, it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. So many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. So if our listeners of The Morning Toast want to get 10% off your first month, go to betterhelp.com toast. That's betterhelp.com slash toast for the Morning Toast listeners to get 10% off the first month of BetterHelp. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash toast. Check it out. It's something everyone needs. Love it. Okay, next story. This was a big story of the weekend. Um, The fight between Jake Paul and Nate Robinson. Nate Robinson is saying he's okay after the ugly Jake Paul knockout. Okay, that's good because above all, like, homeboy was like hardcore, knocked out cold, like, dead asleep on the floor and I was like sometimes I've only watched a few of these fights and I always end up like wanting to cry because like someone's on the floor like looking lifeless and it's really sad yeah former Knicks player Nate Robinson said he was doing okay after getting knocked out by Jake Paul less than two minutes into the second round of his pro boxing debut on Saturday quote thank you to everyone for all of the well wishes I'm okay I appreciate at Triller for the opportunity as well as everyone that has backed me during the fight to my coaches trainers fans and teammates I appreciate all the time and support you guys put in with me so I, I brought this up to you about wanting to talk about it. And there's so many things I want to talk about. Go for it. The first is, this was like a Mike Tyson fight. So it was like really legit. But there were a few things that made the whole evening like seem really illegitimate to me. Triller. The first being Triller, which is a TikTok rival app. They spend like a lot of money on like those hype house kids. Like they, they literally put them on like this mansion. Like they pay for everything in their lives just for them to like be on Triller too. Like post their TikTok content on Triller. Like it's so weird. I don't even get the app. And now I guess they're like a wrestling platform. I have no idea. I didn't get it whatsoever. So for, at first I'm like, oh, Ben was like, the fight is on. I'm like, who is like Mike Tyson? I'm like, oh, that's legit. And then he's like, yeah, it's Triller. And I'm like, what? And then he said, it's also another fight, Jake Paul versus Nate Robinson. I'm like, okay, this is becoming more illegitimate with every, with every waking second. And to me, I found the Jake Paul fight to be so much more interesting than the Mike Tyson one because, first of all, it was a little embarrassing. Nate Robinson is a former professional athlete, and, like, Jake Paul is a viner from Ohio. Like, the two are not the same, and Jake Paul won. Like, I just think that's worth noting. Like, say what you want. This has been such a bizarre year, especially for Jake Paul, like, his home got raided by the FBI and like now he's out here winning pay-per-view fights. And I don't know, I was like really rooting for him. I bet two <laughs> I bet two hundred and ten dollars on Jake Paul to win a hundred dollars and I won. That's so exciting. Yeah, no, it was very exciting. I just like I wanted to root for the YouTuber, you know? Like Yes, yeah, no, this is really at its core an exciting moment for, for influencers con- for content creators 100 percent. and i just i thought there were so many things that were so interesting about the evening obviously jake paul being one of them and just like i've been now like following on social media like his brother and tana like all of them celebrating and i don't know like i know we're supposed to hate the paul brothers but like i just can't quit them like i just like i'm always like secretly rooting for them do you know what i mean yeah no this was interesting i had no idea like zach told me there was a fight do i want to watch i was like no he was like it's pop culture and i was like mm, no um, and then I spoke to you and you're like, Jake Paul is fighting. And I'm like, why didn't you tell me Jake Paul was fighting? Husband? No, it's crazy. Yeah, it, it was crazy. I still didn't watch it, but um, it definitely made it more interesting. Yeah, no, I watched it. And like Jake Paul like really won like fair and square, like didn't even use all the rounds because he got knocked out. And uh, Nate Robinson like l- couldn't even stand up, let alone fight back. Like it was crazy. Have you been still watching Filthy Rich? No. Because um, in the last episode, second to last episode, there's a fight, like, mm-hmm. and he's like a warrior for Jesus. Oh, it's a physical fight. Oh, he gets in a. Oh, you know what? Maybe don't tell me. Maybe I will no, watch but it. But just it's funny that like the network that they're calling it, like part of Sunny Club, where they have a fight channel, is called Praise Purview. 
Wait, that's so funny. And I didn't know that they had a, pre- a pay-per-view channel, like, for fighting. Well, they, they created one. Oh, for him. For him, yeah. Oh, I love that. It's honestly I can't the believe the show got canceled. No, you know what? As I'm watching more, I can believe it. And it's honestly, like, it's not good. No, I know. No, it's, like, really not good. It's, it makes no sense. No, I know. Sometimes you get, like, especially with these types of shows, like, you get so distracted by, like, the great cast, the fabulous location, the rich home, the business, the billionaires, like Dynasty. Like when you take all the fabulousness out of Dynasty, like it's really not a very good show, but it's so but fucking like fabulous. It's so good. And I also think that Dynasty is really good writers. Yes. And there's something about Filthy Rich that's like so cheesy. No. And like nothing makes sense. Like a character does something. I'm like, what is this? That's not who this person is or who this person's supposed to be. Right. According like ging- to you guys. Logically, Ginger Sweets would have never turned down that initial $6 million. Remember, like, she she would have taken that money 100%. Yeah, and it's really, at the end of the day, it's like Bruno Sweets over Ginger Sweets. And, Always. And that's where I land. Always. Me too. Me too. Okay, a little exciting TV trivia game show news. This is a two-part story. The first one is that champion Ken Jennings will be the interim Jeopardy host. Yes, I feel like this is most likely a permanent decision, but they have to see how he does. Like, will he be terrible? Who knows? It's always good to have a little test run. Yeah. I think, I I like this, you know. It's so the obvious choice. And even though other people were throwing out, like, really decent recommendations, if they're not, like, connected to the the history and the memory of Alex Trebek, then I just don't think it's going to work. Yes, so Jeopardy is saying that Ken Jennings will be the first interim guest for the late Alex Trebek, and the show will try other guest hosts before naming a permanent replacement. So it's really like a competition. Yeah, and like Ken Jennings, if you're listening, the opportunity, like it's in your reach. So just like don't fuck this up. Yeah, just just be yourself, but better. Yeah. More refined. So it'll be, it'll be interesting yeah. to watch. A little other game show trivia news that I find to be quite interesting. Chef David Chang becomes the first celebrity to win $1 million on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. What charity did the celebrities don't win the money themselves? They win it for charity, and he won it for the Southern Smoke Foundation. Oh, by the way, this episode I started to watch last week. You know, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire is like the worst show ever because, like, so it's an hour-long episode, and if somebody gets out 30 minutes in... They'll bring on another person, and the episode could be over, and the person is still in the middle of the game. Yes. So when I was talking about who wants to be a millionaire, like last week or the week before, you were watching this episode. He, I watched. Yeah, and the second half was his. He just had gotten started. Got it. He's friends with Jimmy Kimmel. That's how he got on the show. Got it. Okay. Well, here's the one million dollar question. Let's see if we can get oh, it. Oh, okay. Although he and his wife never touched a light switch for fear of being shocked, who was the first president to have electricity in the White House? Shit, you know, I don't even know when electricity was invented. Like, here are the options. Okay, Ulysses S. Grant. I didn't. Who the fuck is that? Ben. He's the general. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Grant. Benjamin Harrison. That's not a president. (laughs) No, I know. (laughs) Benjamin Harrison. Chester A. Arthur. He is definitely presidential vibes. Andrew Johnson. He is the president. Okay, start it. Read the question again. Although he and his wife never touched a light switch for fear of being shocked. Okay, so like who were the conspiracy theorists in the White House? Who was the first president to have electricity in the White House? Say it must have been like a very new thing. Although he and his wife never touched... No, no, the answers. Okay. Ulysses S. Grant, Benjamin Harrison, Chester A. Arthur, Andrew Johnson. Let's talk this through. Okay. And I'm really about to show how dumb I am, but Grant was Civil War... Post-Civil War. So like when, what year was the Civil War? 
um, in the 1860s. Okay, so that could be when electricity. I, was I like, actually am going to vote Ulysses S. Grant. I, I just have to take Benjamin Harrison out of the running because, like, I truly have never heard of him, and I'm like 90 percent sure that this is like a trick question because he was never actually president. Um, Andrew, who ja- Johnson? Andrew that, Johnson. Yeah. I just I'm not getting the vibe. You're not getting the vibe. Do you know the answer? No, I don't. Yeah, I want to go just because I want to go Grant. Okay. Ulysses for the win. I'm going Grant. He, let's see what it is. Hold on. He said, this was his, like, when he was answering, he said, this is terrifying. Oh, about, sorry, never mind. Okay, let's what's see. the fuck is the answer? I don't know. I don't know. Hold on. We might have to watch the clip. Just Google it. Like, copy and paste and Google it. Okay. Wow, the suspense. <laughs> the suspense. It's killing me. Oh, he, he phoned a friend. Oh. His pal, ESPN anchor, Mina Kimes. Okay. What's, What's the, answer? the answer? <gasps> of course it is, Benjamin oh Harrison. God, Are you fucking crazy. kidding me? You know, I was actually thinking when I was watching um, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire last week that if I had to phone a friend I, or... Not phone a friend, but they let you have like a compadre, like sit next to you in this new version. I would definitely bring you. Oh, thanks. But would you bring me? I stink. Would you bring me? Um, yeah. No, it's just okay. because then it would make it fun. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. a funny experience. And then maybe we'd get like our own spinoff show because we were like so funny, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We can dream. Yeah. Um, well, that's exciting for him and the charity that he uh It is exciting. Supported. I think that's a really cool idea. I went like having celebrities going who wants to be a millionaire and it still is a hard game to win so it's very impressive celebrity versions of like traditional game shows are always good like celebrity family feud is so good yes i agree i just love seeing celebrities in like weird situations like non-traditional celebrity activities like not red carpets or like movies like just like weird everyday things you know yeah now i need to look up like when benjamin harrison was president like when 1891 oh and when was ulysses s grant it's just like there's really not that many presidents. So like to not have ever even heard of one of them just like sounds crazy to me. Like how irrelevant was he? Like I bet he... 1869. So we were right in our like post-Civil time. War timeline. But electricity was just a little slower than that. That's just crazy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, fifth and final story, which is going to lead us into a recap of The Undoing. But Grace Frazier's costume designer... Should be shot. No is- kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. But like what did she do? Is speaking out about her wardrobe. Is she defending herself? Because she should be. So her name is, yeah, no, that was like the one piece of the puzzle that didn't really fit for me. So I was very interested in this article that you sent me where um, the costume designer. Explains herself. Explains herself. Her name is. Because you texted me. I got Jackie to watch a show and you texted me like the show was really good. Oh my God, you guys, this text was so funny. I said, this Undoing is a really great show. But it would be better if Nicole Kidman like, was dressed well. I said if, if her outfits were on point. And then literally we both texted at the same time. I said, she dresses like a witch. And, and I you said, said, why does she dress like Hocus Pocus? You know, and it's so true. Like the big, long, green duster coat. That like, green coat is going to haunt my dreams. And she did look fabulous at that school fundraiser. And I yes. thought that we were starting. And I thought she was going to be like this fabulous woman. Like when she goes to court with the business suits. Sylvia, her friend, had a better wardrobe. No, I totally agree. I just didn't understand the the thought behind it and here is the thought from the costume designer Signe Sedgeland who's based in Copenhagen she said that she wanted her vision for Grace's style to be hinged on two somewhat contradictory ideas 
Quote, I wanted her to be able to walk around New York and stand out and blend in at the same time, she said. The latter of which is certainly more ideal for someone entangled in a gruesome murder case like Grace's. Yeah, that also didn't make sense. Like, she's obviously such a visible person in New York and in her community. Like, why would she be walking around in, like, the brightest, Green coat. And, you know, the coat was so bad. And I do agree, it did, like, take away from the this, this show a little bit. Because I thought, like, the way they captured, like, that... Upper East Side, like kind of, you know, upper class. Like, I thought it was just excellent. The apartments were so stunning and that school and all the other moms. Like, I really thought it was very well done. And it was the one piece of the puzzle that didn't didn't fit. And and so she said that she attributed Grace's um, distinct style to her 70s, uh, like 70s inspired inspired bohemian style because it's something completely new for fans to see Nicole wearing on screen. Contrasting Celeste, right? Yeah, no, but like just because Celeste had a great neutral wardrobe doesn't mean that Grace should suffer. Yeah, and at first I thought that she was dressing weirdly for them to try to convey, like, she wasn't a regular Upper East Side mom. She was a cool mom. That's what I thought. Like, maybe she had this, like, bohemian style to reflect the fact that she was, um, like, a bohemian, out-of-the-box thinker. Yeah, and their apartment was, like, a little quirky with the purple walls. Like, I I thought maybe that was the point. Yeah, but, like, that wallpaper in the bedroom, that was, like, so Upper East Side. Yeah. And I just think that the show, like, would have been on another level if her outfits were, like... Sickening. Sickening, on point, like... Doesn't even have to be like stupid like Chanel suits. No, like courthouse just, chic theory moment. Yeah, these coats and like I saw people trying to be like, what coat is Nicole Kidman gonna wear tonight? Like, Who on the, the fuck asked that? <laughs> no, like you know, like publications. Like, oh yeah, like, so nobody. What's yeah. so we're on the edge of our seats wondering? Everyone wants to know who did it. We want to know what coat. Like, <laughs> no, I have like no, no interest in knowing. No, the person who made that coat should be ashamed of themselves. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like as the story. <laughs> What? As the story goes on, it's like three months from the time she's murdered to the trial, and I'm just like so grateful that it's no longer winter. Hundred percent. So she leaves the coat at home. Um, but that does lead us into the recap. You actually watched the whole series. On Saturday and Sunday. And obviously there was so much hype and fanfare. And it's obviously a good show. Mm-hmm. But I do think like it was a little, there was just, I, it just makes me realize like people are desperate for content. Because 100%. This, was, this was not Big Little Lies. No. No, people were treating this like Game of Thrones. Yes, like, yes. literally, let's I all think, get together and no. watch. Let's have a watch party. Let's talk. Who do you think did it? Who is it? Because we were all like, who's going to be the king? I literally who's be the king? think that the entire world was watching last night's episode it's like if we weren't so bored this show wouldn't have garnered the amount of fanfare that it, it would have just went on undied. and it would have been good and it's a good show and, and and i'm not and it's always nice to have a good piece of premium content and i wasn't bothered by the ending at all i i didn't feel let down by it i thought it was very smart but like you could have watched and as i was watching the episodes i said this i was like you could have watched episode one and maybe two because in two you find out about the affair and then just the last episode. All the stuff in the middle, it's like her like sitting around crying, going, talking to someone else, thinking, crying, going, bringing here, talk to the son, cry, well, so, go to the yes. jail, cry. Well, so I was definitely disappointed in the ending because it was just like we didn't get anywhere. But at the same time, I think that the point of the show, and I'm not by any means like a, an interpreter of the arts, but I think it was meant to be that this journey we went on like feeling like Hugh Grant definitely did it. Oh wait, no, he definitely did not. Let's look around and find someone else who did it. It couldn't have been him too. Oh wait, spoiler alert, was definitely him. That's what Nicole Kidman went through. Like we're supposed to be, the whole story was told from Nicole Kidman's point of view and like we went on that emotional roller coaster with her too. That wasn't enough for me at the end. Like when, when he was driving on the bridge, I'm like, 
do something, crash a car, like give me something. He didn't do anything. He didn't jump off the bridge. I thought the kid might have gotten hurt. There was nothing. Like everyone was fine. Right, but that's also because, from what I understand, because of his like narcissist personality disorder. Like he was never actually going to hurt himself. He just wanted all the attention. Got it. Got of it. Right. People, like the helicopters. Ab- yeah, caring about him. And I do think that they ripped the ending straight from Annie. Now let me explain. <laughs> let me explain. If okay. you're familiar with Annie, you know the scene where. Um, Miss Hannigan and Rooster, her brother, they take Annie and they, they kidnap her. And, and she climbs that thing. And at House Warbucks, they realize that, that Annie's gone and they get in the helicopter. And as Rooster's ascending like the railroad tracks, they're trying to get the helicopter to meet Annie. And when Grace and her dad were in the helicopter and they're like going to the bridge to try and get the kidnapped child, I'm like, this is just plagiarism. No, from by Annie. the way, I see it. When they were in the helicopter, like frantic looking for a missing child, I was like, is this Annie? Wow. You know, I haven't seen Annie in so long, but you're totally right. Well, thank you so much. And like, I, I posted it on my story and I, there's a couple hundred Mixed people reviews. who agree with me and like, thank you. I feel so seen. But so many people were like, actually, I voted what? But now, like, no, you're right. You know, I definitely see it. Yeah. It just wasn't the climax in any way. Like, in terms of TV quality, drama, suspense, you know, uh, cliffhanger, plot twist, I, we got none of that. No, but I do think that it was really smart because it's like, we just all believed we all, him. Like, we all, and we all went on this journey in our heads. I came up with the most brilliant theory that I spoke about on the Patreon last week where I really thought I had figured out the ending and it would have been, and that's what we're so used to in TV, like, the most crazy twist endings that, like, in reality make no fucking sense. Yeah. But that's how we're trained. I really thought that Elena was the grandfather's illegitimate daughter and that he had her killed because she was getting too close to Nicole Kidman and Hugh Grant. Like, that's what I thought. Yeah. No, it, it just, like, it was just so obvious. And, and I liked it. It definitely, it's smart. And it, it made you think. think. And we went on that journey with Nicole Kidman, but I also felt like at times I wasn't seeing the show from her point of view because I felt like there were things about her that we didn't know. Like well, when the, there was also did, that underlying thing, like, did she do it? Is she schizophrenic and she has multiple personalities and we didn't know that, like, we actually saw her do this. Yeah, and the detectives are like, I feel like she's hiding something. Like, they were pretty on point the whole time. What was she hiding? Yeah. Why was she walking right there? But also I think that, that um, Hugh Grant's lawyer, who was, like, amazing at her job, she did make some valid points about, like, what, what makes Hugh Grant a suspect versus Elena's husband. Yeah. They both had, like, reasonable doubt or whatever. Yeah. Or uh, circumstantial evidence. Yes. No. I, she was a great lawyer. She made compelling points. Just enough to put the, plant the seed of doubt in the jurors' minds. Because you don't have to, like, convince them that it was someone else. But you just need to convince them that it's possible. It's possible that it wasn't Hugh Grant. Yes. And they, yeah. were, and they were doing a good job. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I was suspicious of that blonde friend, Sylvia, too. But she ended up being a real no, one. she was such a real one from the beginning. I knew it. I said to Zach, I'm like, that's a good friend. Like, she had the cab waiting when Grace was at school. And everyone was talking Paparazzi. shit about her. And she's like, let's get in the car. And let's go. Yeah, no, she was a good friend. Yeah. And everyone doubted her and, like, said that she was the sad fuck. Yeah, no, that she was the side chick. She was the sad fuck. What's that? <laughs> oh, the, when he said he had two affairs. One was, like, because they were both really upset. And, and Haley was, like, a sad fuck. Oh, yeah, no, it was 100% Sylvia. It's still, <laughs> jury's still out. It still could be. I mean, it's a limited series. I don't, don't believe there's going to be a season two. And I don't we really think don't need any one. need for a season two. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I liked how it all ended. I'm glad I got to participate. But I just... Maybe if I had been, like, the first person to see it, I would be like, this is the best show everyone has to watch it. Yeah. But by being the last person to see it, I'm like, what are you guys talking about? I think collectively everyone was, like, pretty uh, let down. No, but, like, I didn't think there was anything wrong with the ending. I thought it was really good. I thought the ending was was great. Like, I think if it had been some far-fetched ending, like, that just would have been 
stupid. I thought it was smart. I really think it was smart. I'm saying the rest of the show, like episodes two through five, were so fucking boring. I said and it. Technically unnecessary now knowing what we know. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Um, okay, and also Real Housewives of Potomac in our TV recap segment, which is brought to you by the Natural Dog Company. We all love our pets, especially here at The Morning Toast. We treat them like human beings. And that's why we only care the best. We only want the best care for them. So if your dog has skin issues, you'll want to give him or her the products from the Natural Dog Company. I mean, I spoiled my dog. He has like better health care, better skin care, better diet like than anyone that I know. And his skin and his allergies are no exception because when his allergies flare up, he can be very miserable, itchy, licking parts of his body. It's kind of sick. Um, and it's so sad to watch him talk like that. So... Not talk like, look, I really think he's a human being. Like, I mean, he is. Prove to me that he's not. 85% of dogs have experienced skin irritation in the form of hot spots, allergies, or rashes. But now there's real relief that really works. For all these conditions your dog struggles with, true healing at last from the Natural Dog Company. Their products heal and prevent itching, scratching, and discomfort. If you use the skin and coat supplements to treat from the inside and for the outside of your dog, use the Natural Dog's Skin Soother Healing Balm. It works and it works fast. Sometimes you'll see the relief in seconds natural dog products are made with all natural ingredients and are vet tested vet approved and vet recommended their plant-based all natural ingredients soothe allergies heal hot spots and dry flaky patches of skin and maintain healthy skin and fur products made for almost all your dog's needs from supplements to skin paw and grooming products everything you need to keep your dog healthy and happy and as a special very limited time offer for our listeners you can get 20 percent off your natural dog order natural dog company order that's right 20 percent off your t- entire order just go to naturaldogcompany.com slash toast to make sure you get 20 percent off naturaldogcompany.com slash toast again that's naturaldogcompany.com slash toast for 20 percent off our dogs deserve better, and I can't believe I'm even using the word dog. It's so disrespectful. I know, but they have the most amazing things. We, I got all these products for little sweets, like for his little paws, for irritations, and I'm just like, I'm feeling good having these things in my home. It's nice to take care of your loved ones. It really is. Okay, Real Housewives of Potomac, actually getting pretty good. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I'm feeling, you know, this has been a transitional season for me. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm turned on almost everyone I was turned on, and now people I was turned on I just love. Like, yeah. I really was not a huge Karen Huger fan before this, but I've I've seen the light and the error of my ways. Yeah, no, she is everything of the sort. Like, and it makes me so sad how the women disrespect her. And I, and especially I really, Giselle. Like, I'm I'm fucking done with Giselle. And what's so crazy is the women, you know, team who like Giselle, Robin, Candace, Wendy. Like, they really, really think they are so right. Yeah. You know, and like even at the dinner, the the dominatrix dinner, mm-hmm. they were like. Um, you're on the wrong time. You're on the wrong team, and it's like they can't even see the fact that they might be wrong, mm-hmm. let alone the fact that they are completely wrong. And it's like r- watching and then reading Twitter, and it's like every single person agrees with the fact that like Karen and Monique and Ashley like are the queens of the season, and the other girls are just like out of control in in their thinking. It is so interesting. I wonder like if they've realized if they've seen the other side yet. Well, I feel like a lot of the decisions you make as a housewife on air or as a result of how you, how you think you'll come off. Yeah, 100%. And I think that a lot of, like, especially, like, Robin and Giselle, who are taking this, like, moral high ground over Monique, I think that they're doing that, anticipating that the audience will agree with them, like, that they want to be on the right side of the audience's 
opinion? Yes, plus I think that, you know, Giselle, I think so many people love Giselle. She's really a fan favorite, and I think that she thinks that if she takes this stance that, like, the audience will, will, follow. will follow. Because there are some people in the Housewives franchises who it's like whatever they, whatever side they're on is the side that I'm on. And she thinks that she's that person, and she's not that person. She's no. almost always on the wrong side. Uh, but, like, we forgive her because she's so great and everything of the sort, but she's quickly becoming nothing of the sort no she's so mean she's so mean and her commentary she's just so snide about so, everyone and, and everything like, she's so hypocritical you know yeah. like i it's one thing to be mean when you're perfect but like yeah. she is just like throwing stones when she lives in, in a glass house and, herself and a really big one mm -hmm. and one that easily shatters yes. i'm just like and i don't care about her and jamal anymore like it's crazy like i've i really was obsessed with her and like i've just completely turned on her and i just think she's like so mean and i i hope that at the reunion maybe some of the women start taking like you know backstepping a little bit because the audience is not on their side like at all but who do you think is gonna back down from their position like i don't see it's obviously not gonna be candace it's not gonna no, be giselle it's not gonna be wendy it's not gonna be wendy and robin goes where giselle goes so like yeah. we're stuck we're stuck it's just like i can't believe that the all the women monique and candace like have not been in the same room i know it was Since. so nice to see Monique again. I missed her so much. I She's just, just so fabulous. It's so crazy to me. I was watching the last scene in Portugal when, you know, Ashley says that she is going to be... Um, really writing the statement. Writing the statement. And they, like... It's so illogical, Candice. Like, how dare you? How could you do this to me? And it's like, Candice, you had every right to sue Monique for what she did to you. But, like, to not expect that Monique has that same right to defend herself is insane. No, no. It's literally a level of delusion that I can't relate it's to. It's so crazy. Like, obviously, she's going to protect herself. Like, you put her in this position. You took it to this place. Right. Legally. And now it's here. And now, like, if you weren't And you're mad that she's just not being you, like, you're right. I'm sorry. Take me to jail. If you... <laughs> If you weren't prepared to like have a legal battle, battle then, then you don't take have it, to court. it to the courts. Don't take it to court. I'm. Uh, it's shocking. And I just have to say, like all these women who are being so mean to Karen about the wig line and how it like makes no sense that she's releasing a wig line and they didn't know anything about it. First of all, I don't know anything about my friends' businesses. Like, you know what I mean? What she has to update you every time yeah. she writes a deck. Like, it's so they're so fucking mean. Like, first of all, when she did La Dom perfume, she. She told everyone about it too early. And then they, the whole time they're like, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? So this time she told them about it when it was here. She, and it's, that's not good enough. We and hadn't them, heard about them it. Them saying like it doesn't make sense for her to do wigs. Like she's not the queen of wigs. I have to say there's something about embarrassing yourself on TV so many times and then really getting your. Now I say she probably has the best wigs in the group. Mm -hmm. And she came from literally her wig falling off at dinner and her like hairline being so far back. Like I would buy a wig from Karen Huger. Who knows more about bad wigs versus good wigs than Karen? A hundred percent. And why is it they acting like it's so crazy? Like both Kenya and um, Marlo have hair care products. Housewives in all over si other cities have like hair care, skin care, makeup. Giselle starting a makeup line. Nobody thinks, oh, look at Giselle. We haven't heard about her makeup line in a while. Oh, I don't think I look at Giselle. I want her foundation. No one thinks that. So I think that's weird. Yeah, also when Giselle was like, um, shit, what, she was like, another thing from Karen. What, two things. No, I mean, like, why are they just mad at Karen for wanting to better herself and, like, become a businesswoman? Like, I, no, I don't. Like, Karen I, can do nothing right yeah. and not in the way that they want it because she tried it being, like, 
telling them from the onset and it was like so much talk of Ladam and where's the bottle? There's nothing in it. It's blah, blah. water. Right. And now she's like, okay, I'll give it to you when it's good and ready. And it's like, this came out of nowhere. Like I just, and I just have to say, a lot of them looked really good. Candace actually looked good in that blonde wig. They looked like high quality shit. Like a hundred percent. I would buy one. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. They're just so disrespectful towards her. And I love the fact that like when they were in the, at the party and I forget what they were even talking about. And when, Oh, this really bothered me. I'm sorry. This was it. When they were talking about Karen's drinking. Same. And it's always really bothered me. Like, if someone doesn't want to drink, they don't have to drink. And if it's because she's embarrassed about what she said the last time she was drunk, that's an extremely legitimate reason not to drink. And it's also a legitimate reason to not want to tell people that you're embarrassed. Like, and Giselle being like, just own up to the fact that you're embarrassed about what she said when you were drunk. It's like, you're so mean. I couldn't agree you're more. You're so mean. And they're so irrational. Like, of course she doesn't want to drink around you. She let her guard down. It came back a few episodes later, the things that she said. And this is in a group where she feels comfortable. She, Everyone is so mean to she her. She learned her lesson. No, I couldn't agree more. First of all, and then, someone's and drinking is that, nobody's business. I was glad that Karen said that. Like, if I don't want to drink, that should be okay with you guys. I don't need a reason. I don't need an ulcer. Yeah. I don't need a note from my doctor that I don't want to drink. But her comeback to Robin about oh. her drinking... And by the way, it's clear there's some there's something more because Michael next week also says he knows something about Juan. Yeah, no, when she was like, when Robin was like, are you worried about what you're going to say when you're drinking? And Karen just whips around she and didn't is even like, miss a stutter. Beat. Did not miss a beat. He's like, you should be worried about what Juan says when he's drinking. No, it's so fucking and true. Could, and Robin was like, take this wig off. Like, <laughs> she was like, so pissed. No, it was so, such a fire comeback. And then she just bounced the fuck out no, of the party. Like, she had a few <laughs> moments of fire comeback. Receive that towards Robin who just like needs to be put in her place so hard Karen comes to the party the dominatrix party where everyone is like dressing wild and crazy and like they're making fun of Karen's outfit that she looks like Corella Deville like fuck off obviously (laughs) she no you're right no nobody respects Karen she doesn't want to do anything because she's the only one like literally Candace comes in in a full garb and it's like yes Candace Candace is half Karen's age half no and like Candace looked amazing. I would never have, like, sure, there were some outfits at the party that I, I wasn't thrilled with. Most but of like, them. And it, when honestly, you're dressing in costume and, like, putting yourself out there like that, like, the last thing you want to hear from to your be friends made is, fun like, of. a dig. I, it just, it, like, it cuts me deep. No, I know. And I, so, I know. And so when Robin was like, you look like Corella DeVille, and Karen <laughs> was like, like you look like a hooker on the side of the street, but you don't hear me saying nothing about that, like... Thank you. No, I couldn't agree more. Also, there was literally, like, I'm all for making fun of someone when, like, they do something weird. There was nothing wrong with Karen's outfit. Like, it was all black with a first doll. No, she like, looked great. If anything, like, because she had a fur collar. She's Corella DeVille. Like, really, no, That's Robin, the best we're coming like, up with. limited, like... No, I, I just, I'm so I'm, with you. I'm so, I'm so annoyed on, on, on Karen's all fronts. behalf. Me too. It like, ain't right. Especially when you're coming through with hats like that. You know, that's the thing. It's like, I'm all for, like, poking fun at people. But if you're going to poke fun, like, you have to be ironclad. Like, your business has to be good. Your finances have to be good. Your marriage has to be good. Your house has to be nice. And I'm sorry, Robin Dixon has none of those things. No. Also, I'm all for poking fun at people here and there when they do something that's worthy of being poked at. But to consistently but only... every time Karen opens her mouth, every time she shares with the group, she's trying to be, like, open and honest. And they... Just like make fun of her, and they it's take advantage so, of it. It's so cruel. I agree. I no wonder who the fuck would want. If I was Karen, I would not want to drink like ever. Now it's like okay. I thought we were cool. I thought we could all hang, but now we're gonna like make it weird. Great. This is work for me. I will just use this show to do my job. Message received. Message received. Like she got the message. She has received. Received. 
Right, and I'm glad that she left. She paid the bill. Fuck you. Yeah, that was so good. She was just really on one last night. I mean, I, I understand exactly where you. she's coming from. Like, these women, they come for her. Like, they don't... She's an institution. They have no respect. Yeah, um, I did cringe at the bathtub scene. It was very Tamara and Eddie, but not nearly as bad. But, like, I loved that Ray, like, took his start to take his clothes off, and I was like, please let him shut the door because, like, he's an old man, and, like, <laughs> yeah. he doesn't need it. No, it's enough. It's TV. It's, like, it's, good. it's good. And then, like, we hear Karen's laughter, and it's like, that's beautiful. Yeah, and, I'm happy for them. As opposed to, like, a moan. <laughs> Stop. I mean, I think that, like, Tamara will probably agree. Like, that was one of her biggest regrets. Like, that scene was just awful. Yeah, it's never a good place to be, but I, it's Karen. She's cute. Yeah, but you know a housewife is, like, super desperate when they get to that place. Yes. So I just hope that Karen's feeling good. Yeah, and I hope that things are going better for her and Ray. And I just hope, like, the reunion is transformative, like, for Karen, for Monique, like, for all these things. I hope, like, Robin gets what, like, she really needs. I hope Giselle gets, like, called out on all of her bullshit. Candace, like, a little bit of your hypocrisy is showing. Like, I hope, I hope that, you know, Andy does, does the work. Yeah. No, I, I hope that he does it on behalf of the fans because it really seems like this is how people feel. Yeah. Um, but it was actually, it was a very good episode and, uh, season finale is next week and then we have reunion. So I'm just looking forward to justice being served. Always. It's always nice to see it happen. Yeah. Reunion will be good. Is there anything else you want to say? Wrap up? No. Chat? But, um, I mean, I watched like some, a lot of stuff. Oh, folklore. Week. Folklore. Very good. Yeah. No, really well done. Um, what were some of like, as the, like a member of the DeSwifty code? What were some of the codes that you were happy to uncode? Well, that obviously one of the songwriters on the songs was a guy named William Barry and it ended up being Joe Alwyn, her boyfriend, which is just crazy because she spoke a lot about how like on three separate songs, like he literally wrote like the verse and the chorus. Like I didn't even know he could sing and, or like, play piano or write music. Songs, Betty. Yeah, no. Shocking, first of Shocking. all. Shocking. Second of all, what I really liked about the documentary is like a lot of times, you know, Taylor's songwriting is like real storytelling. So it's not hard to figure out what it's, what it's about. But there's a few songs that like I legit could not understand, like Epiphany and Hoax, um, that made no sense to me. And hearing her explain them, oh, like it's so obvious. Like yeah. the comparison about like what her grandfather went through at some, um, like he was in the war at some battle and like he never spoke about it because it was so painful. It's like what she saw, like healthcare workers going through, like how like some of them are going to be traumatized after this and like never be able to talk about what happened. Um, that made sense. But like at first when I heard the song, I'm like, what is this girl talking about? And then also getting new layers to a lot of her songs, like This Is Me Trying, um, which is such a good song. And uh, I have so much more respect for it because like that's how everyone feels it's not just about like celebrity and fame it's just like I'm just trying to get by like help yeah I really like that she gave a nice shout out to Carrie Underwood when she was talking about like country music that was so funny so funny when she was like that trope like that songwriting like uh tool yeah where you're like there was a man, and he met a woman, and then they had me. Like, I was dying, and I knew exactly what she's talking about. Like, songs All that, like, American paint a picture. Girl by Carrie Underwood. Songs that paint a picture, and then, like, have this, like, plot twist at the end. And that's, yeah, what, like, where you break the, the song And then wall. it was Bob by me. It was so funny, and, I, like, hearing her explain that, like, I just lived for it because I totally knew what she was talking about. Yeah, no, that was pretty sweet. The outfits were just not working for me, but it's clear that, like, there is this aesthetic for folklore, and it's, like, very grungy, and it's just, it's not my favorite, but... The outdoor look with the hat was good. It was good. It was the best of the looks. But overall. But they were all quite bad. I yeah. just, I don't get it. I really was very interested by Aaron Dessner. Like, he seems like this 
like a guy who has a lot of stories, you know? And I think he was like really, he's and it's shy. His, it's his long pond studio. He owns the studio and he, the pond. And the pond that comes with it. And I like, that's a man of taste to me. Yeah. And what I learned was that like, he had the track already made for peace. And like, he just sent her this like weird piece of music. Cause she was like, send me like the weirdest stuff you have. And she wrote on peace, but like he had created that beautiful piece he, of like, music. They did that a lot where he just like sent her instrumentals and she put her stuff on it. Yeah. But knowing that Aaron Dessner is the king of peace, and hearing them talk about it was like obviously it was like honestly emotional for me like I it was Aaron Dessner is a true man of taste and we got a little cameo from um Bon Iver. yes why Justin. was he wearing a mask uh like he was in his own house was oh I don't know maybe maybe there was a person on with the camera but he was singing like it was obviously dubbed over because oh you think how, there was like if you're singing in a mask there's gonna be fuzz like oh I thought it was really him I think it was dubbed for sure. No, that's a nice voice. I also thought Boney Bear was like 60. So um, it was interesting to hear he's like a contemporary and see. And he's like handsome. Yeah, no, and that he's like a new artist. Because I, I was reading stuff about like past Grammy nominations and he won Best New Artist like a few years ago. Yeah. So I like thought Boney Bear was, you know, one of the great rock like idols of the 80s. Oh my God, I you really, did? I just really did. Yeah. No, he's like one of us. No, I thought he was like... You know, Steven Tyler, Pony Bear. Are you serious? Like Led yeah. Zeppelin? I, mean, I never thought about it like too hard. But if you had asked me how old is Pony Bear, I would have been like, oh, 50, 60. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. I just like that's remember just... when I was in high school, he was like a young new guy. So like now, I was young then. So we're like the same age. Yeah, no, I, I always, I also thought it was Bon Iver. And I so thought, did everyone else. Yeah. And, and I it thought, should be. And I thought that he was just like a legend. Yeah. The legend okay. of the rock. Was way hardcore. I'm so glad to have like cleared that up for you. Yeah, no, I mean Taylor did, but yeah, I did too. Um, yeah, no, I'll, it was great. I'll definitely be watching it again. That's the type of content we need in these dark times, and I really appreciated it. It was very well done. Yeah. Any other interesting factoids were there? No, Jack Antonoff is just like so quirky. You know what I mean? Yeah. When he was performing August, just like vibing out so hard. August is like pretty much like the only. That and um, The great, Last Great American Dynasty are the only, like, upbeat-ish songs. And he was just, like, vibing so hard. Like, he was just excited to, like, dance. Yeah. I have a question. She was in L.A. And she made her, like, Kitty Committee studio at home in her bedroom. I don't know what Why home didn't she that was. Just, she said she was in L.A. Did she? Yeah. She said she was in L.A. during quarantine. Why didn't she just go to Nashville where she has a studio? Right? Doesn't she have a studio in one of her homes? She must. But, um... I, and doesn't it, she have a plane? Yeah, it probably wasn't that hard to, like, get the studio set up, and she was, like, happy in L.A. Maybe, like, her family was there. She didn't want to travel with her parents. I don't know. Okay. It just, like, seemed like... I, and she has a studio in New York. I understand why she didn't want to come here, but... I Does just, she, I don't, she doesn't have a studio in New York. I you said that she did. No. She films at a... She always records at Electric Studio, like, where Lady Gaga, like, walked out of the Joanne documentary and those, like, denim undies. Got it. Also, I feel like her past few albums, it's, like, every heartbreak had been about, like, you know, Kanye and the cancellation, and that really, like, colored all of her, like, writing experience. And now it's, like, all Scooter Braun and Scott yes, Rochetta. Yes, Like, in everything she was saying when she was, like, and this hurt and this, like, pain, I was, like, Betrayal. when Scooter, when Scott. It's more so Scott is the betrayer because, like, he, when she was, like, you have a best friend who knows exactly how to hurt you and then, like, turns around and does that. Like, she's talking about Scott because she has yes. no friendship with Scooter. My Tears Ricochet is 100% about Scott. But there were so many times when she was explaining songs and she talks about the betrayal and the pain or an experience or a heartbreak. And it just feels like she's talking about the big machine. Every time. Every single time. Yeah, I didn't really realize how much The Lakes is about Scooter Braun. Oh my God. So I had only heard The Lakes once or twice and it didn't really resonate with me. But then when she explained the song, I was like, this is my song. Like where we moved to a farm. Take me to the lakes where all the poets went to die. I don't belong. When... 
you just leave it all and you go live the farm chem in life. Jackie, this line is like us. Those Windermere peaks look like the perfect place to cry. Like, that's <laughs> what we need. Like, we just need a peak to cry on. No, like, the lakes, that's, that's it, me. Yeah. You know? It's such a good song. And they did it. That's what she said. The poets, they did it. They left. And they and just did, they like, they everyone talks the about. toxicity and they did the thing that would make them happy. Still working, still doing their art, but you know, in a little cottage with some, what's it called? Wisteria. Yes. On the, like, on the house. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I thought, and she said, like, that's what, it's like the message of the whole album is the lakes. It was like the final song. So like. And the, that, I'm sorry, but like that message, that idea of like leaving it all behind and, to, and saying goodbye to the things that make you unhappy and going to your happy place. Like that's the farm chemin lifestyle. And like, we just relate, like she calls it the lakes. I call it farm chemin. Yeah. It's the same thing. hundred percent. No, like, and it's just this common idea. Like we have so much in common. We truly do. And I really wouldn't, I didn't know that, that that's and what it was all And we wouldn't have understood it. No, no, I would not I agree. Have. I think the whole documentary gave me a brand new appreciation for the lakes. A hundred percent. So it was excellent. I highly recommend it. Light a candle, catch a vibe. Yeah, I didn't have any candles lit, but I still. I, I had caught, a few. I caught the vibe. Fabulous. What else did you watch? I watched Married at First Sight. I watched season <gasps> six. I stumbled upon it and it was like good. You know what it really is? It's love is blind, really. Mm-hmm. Like, you would like it because it's it's the same, like, so they pick two people by matchmakers. Like, there's a lot of intention behind the two people that they set up. It's not really just, like, Rando. picking someone. And they go, they have a little wedding. They go on their honeymoon. They have to go and get an apartment together. And it's, like, six weeks. It's just like love is blind. It really felt the exact same. And this season was so good. It was good. It was, like, the couples, there were some, one couple that lasted. But one of the guys, he was with this girl who was just, like, so so not nice to him and he was like really really trying and she was just like being awful and I wanted to know obviously they didn't they broke up before even like Mm -hmm. decision day and I wanted to know what happened to each of them and I went to his Instagram and he's like engaged to this woman who has children I was like so happy for him and as I'm like looking closer at the photos it's It's her the marriage counselor from the show Oh my God. And like, she's so cute and they are so happy together. And I was like, all I wanted the whole time was for him to just like find uh, happiness was obviously not to be with this girl, but like there was another couple that was on the rocks. I'm like, he'd be good with her. Like, I just wanted him to be with someone and and see this journey for him. Wait, that's crazy. I was so shook. That's crazy. And that made the whole season worth Worth it. it. Mm -hmm. Totally. Totally. I've never watched it, but people love it. Yeah. And you, if you ever got around to watching it, you would like it because it's like great reality TV content and we love to see it. Um, It's just, I know your content plate is full. So full. Yeah. Um, okay, great. Well, that sounds fabulous. And that was fabulous. It was great talking to you again. Great to see you. Great to see you. And tell Cynthia my love. Of course, always. Thank you guys so much for listening to The Morning Toast. I guess Toast. Bruno can go fuck himself. <laughs> <laughs> the Millennial Morning Show, we deliver the best side stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe. Give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast. Podcasts, anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, Castbox, all the places wherever you listen to podcasts. Find those, us, The Morning Toast, and leave a five star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. We hope you have an amazing day, you guys, and we will see you tomorrow. Goodbye. You'll get goodbye, through it today. Goodbye. Just keep your head up. Yep, we got this. Halfway done. Goodbye.